O-M. Jesus. Hello there, friends. Kevin Pereira here. Another Pontus Podcast. Exhausted from the boring, straight death march that is Interstate 5. NorCal to SoCal. I am back from the giving of thanks with the family and the friends. And I had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I hope you did too. I also hope you avoided appearing on the public freakout subreddit on this Black Friday. Oh, man. That is always just roll over in bed, shut off the white noise app, fire up the Reddit app, and just mourn society. I get it. 35% off of Vizio is fucking awesome. But you didn't save 100 bucks. You spent 400 No money was saved in the process. I, I understand. You want to believe the digital coupon or the elbows that you threw at 4 a.m. saved you money somehow, but you still spent $400. You did not save. But I digress, and I don't begrudge anybody who wants to uh, save a few bucks. Just save your soul and your fellow man's face as you dash towards doorbuster deals. And let's not call them doorbusters. Unless we're all cosplaying as Kool-Aid, let's not encourage people to bust anything other than a sweet move to save the rec center before they hop in and grab a Blu-ray player. They still sell Blu-ray players. I'm sure they do somewhere. Hey, I had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I got to uh, pretend I am the greatest uncle in the world to my niece and nephew for a little while. My niece surprised me uh, when I called home a few days before traveling and I asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was expecting fashion designer, uh, firewoman, teacher fire person let's be pc here um frozen princess something barbie malibu convertible mechanic hey why not and i was told i want to develop video games uncle kevin which made my eyes roger rabbit out of my skull and the pangs of responsibility shot through my body but i was excited i said okay here is a learning opportunity this is a teachable event for my niece and myself and I sought the help of the interwebs, and many people replied, and uh, a lot of suggestions came in for the Hour of Code. Thanks, Obama. And got her going on that, and I could not be more surprised and delighted that there is a program like this. If you have a, a, a child in your life, one that you are legally allowed to get within 15 yards of, you owe it to yourself to introduce them at any age to the Hour of Code. Um, it, it is... Boltable segments of code that you can click and drag around uh, under the guise of coding Minecraft or Angry Birds or Frozen uh, or a generic bee game where you try to capture some honey or some pollen from a flower to make honey. I don't know. That's not important. What's important is that they suddenly learn what a nested loop is and how to use fractions to solve fractals. Words that I had to whisper into my jacket like a KGB spy and beg Siri to help me with. Because when I go, hey, Uncle Kevin, what's 360 divided by 12? Steam out of ear, spring out of neck. Oh, God, I wish I were smart and paid attention in school. But hey, let's get through this together. And we did. And I couldn't be more proud of my niece. And I couldn't be more excited to share the word about the hour of code. Um, I mentioned Obama for a second. That was fun. Only had one remotely awkward conversation with my folks about politics but I did learn that Obama is, in fact, a Muslim spy. Well, he might not be Muslim, but he's probably Muslim. But he's definitely a spy. And as soon as he gets out of office, whoo! And I I tried to get a definition on what whoo was 
other than you know a reaction to someone spitting a seed off a porch into a bucket 15 yards away. That'd make me go, whoo, get her down, buddy. But I, I got no info. I don't know what whoo is. I just know he's a spy, so we got to look out. Because when he's out of office, it's not going to be slamming down pale ales and hitting the links. It's going to be sharing our secrets with whoo for, what, for, for the reason of whoo. So that was exciting. Got away with that. I will say, I did have a chat with my brother in which we did, decided, <laughs> because we are in charge of all policy, there was a handshake which officially sealed the deal. I don't know if you felt the shockwave or if it trended on Twitter. But we decided that gays should, in fact, have the right to be married. However, they can't call it a marriage. It has to be called a union. And that would be acceptable if every government institution in no way recognized a marriage and only recognized unions. Because if the defense of, well, it shouldn't be called marriage is one predicated on tradition, i.e. religion. Okay. Okay, that's valid. But your religion is in no way able to touch my government. That was the principle with which this nation was founded upon, blah, blah, blah. Okay, ellipses, can we agree? And we did. And we nodded. And then we devoured the applewood smoked turkey and the garlic butter infused rotisserie turkey that was on Seconds Giving, the day after Thanksgiving. And that is what it is about, America. Compromise and gravy. And I love that gravy. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Today's episode of the Pointless Podcast is in fact brought to you by Cotton Hood. I heart Cotton Hood. I like the products. I like seeing tweets from people that actually buy Cotton Hood products and then go, oh, Kevin, you were right. It's actually comfy on my skin. Doesn't make me want to claw my, my flesh off. So it's apparel that's bringing it back to the basics. That means when you go to Cotton Hood, there's no logos, no prints, just quality clothing at a fraction of the price. You don't need fancy stuff on your doodads and your whatnot. Simple colors, my friends. They have men's and women's shirts, hoodies, tank tops, and jackets without any loud patterns or unnecessarily logos. So if you want to Twitch stream and use it in perpetuity on a VOD, by all means, my friends, go to cottonhood.com. If you use the promo code pointless, for 40% off. Did you forget stomping an infant to get a rice cooker? Go to cottonhood.com, use the promo code pointless, and get 40% off the already crazy low prices. Like $28.95 for a zip up hoodie. All right? Come on, guys. Cottonhood.com, promo code pointless. You, you, you turn that, that almost $30 hoodie into a $17 hoodie in any color made of 80% cotton and 20% polyester, which is just right for any occasion. You want to go on a little jog? Boom. You want to swing around in that Chinese basket? Shazlap. Cottonhood.com, top quality solid color apparel for pennies, my friends. Get over there. Be you. Be free. Be Cottonhood, baby. Use the promo code pointless. Save 40% off any purchase site-wise and as always tweet me if you do it let me know if you like it let me know if you don't like it because i like it and i've only heard good things but i don't know maybe someone's got a draft of a thing about how they want to burn my house down because i recommended a low price high quality hoodie i get it it takes all kinds i just went through thanksgiving my guest today is a returning champ sir bobcat goldthwaite he is uh, an inspiring man who as he will tell you has lived his career in reverse selling out at the onset and suddenly deciding to make art for himself. Um, and I believe for the world, wanting the acceptance and the understanding of that world, 
or at least to be heard by that world, but not needing it. But man, it would be nice. Uh, Bobcat, every time I chat with him, I don't consider us close friends. I wish we were closer. We don't, you know, go bowling together or ride tandem bikes and share froyo. But every time I see a piece of his work, I feel like I'm closer to him. And every time I get to have a conversation with him, like the privileged one you're about to hear, um, I feel like I understand a little bit more about me and the world. And I appreciate that entities like Bobcat are floating about in it. Um, I think you'll enjoy this chat. It gets uh, sincere. It gets silly. It gets all the things you want. At least I think you want. I don't know. At least that I want from a pointless podcast. So please enjoy this episode with Sir Bobcat Goldthwait. This podcast should be America. 110% fucking blood red America. C-N-E-A-A. Everybody slaying vagina. Cyborg Jesus. Jesus. Let's start it now. You All right. Bobcat? Sounds excellent. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> First, let's start with dubstep. What are your thoughts? Oh, you know, uh, yeah, grandpa's uh, not down with the dubstep. I understand the point of it. It is supposed to alienate me, and it, well done. <laughs> You're like, mission accomplished, Skrillex. You did it. <laughs> you did it. You, uh, yeah, you, I, and I'm always happy about that. It seems, you know, when you realize punk was, what? 40 years ago, it's, there's nothing to annoy parents. And that's, that's music's job or teen or young people's music. You know, it's one to. dude right now in his basement with punk life on his knuckles, just swinging at the air at you. He's mad. He's like, punk is not dead. Yeah. It wasn't 40 years ago. It's today. Well, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't frost my cake when I see someone with a Ramones, uh, you know, uh, shirt or panties, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I, knowing that these guys were scraping by towards the end, but right. Uh, I'm not that. And also, my version of punk was really funny because punk bands came along that blew our minds, like the Ramones and stuff. Uh, Tom Kenny and I, who's uh, I'll, I'll name drop, he's the voice of SpongeBob, and and we've known each other since we were six years old. Uh, I don't. Do you know how we met? It, we, no. We went to Catholic school, and <laughs> I go on. And in first grade, my nun couldn't take me anymore and just lost her shit and and dragged me into his classroom <laughs> hyperventilating because <laughs> she was so upset by me and i was really upset because she didn't want she was kicking me out of the classroom yeah. and i was upset i thought i wasn't gonna see my friends anymore and i felt bad that i made this woman have a breakdown what were you doing if i first, have no first idea grade? i is first grade how I think, is it how, how does as an adult how do you lose control of a first grader enough to where you have to hyperventilate yeah, and drag know, them by the it's collar it's a combination of me being like uh you know bobby hill uh but you know kind of a lot of energy and then and then i i think i was hammering on the fact that we didn't really know jesus's real birthday <laughs> and that it was a made-up day and i think that was it and You're like uh, li listen like someone had to plant a flag and i respect that but we don't know yeah that's not his real so so she broke and then she just was like i can't take him anymore and left me in tom kenny's classroom Tom Kenny thought it was really cool. I can make a grown nun cry. You know, now now that you said that, I think I did. You yeah. have told me that. And he yeah. introduced himself at lunch. And I remember meeting him because he was rocking the same glasses I have on now. And he's just he was a really skinny guy. And, and I, you know, it's so funny how enormous my, I, I faux ha humility, but even as a tiny child, I had a big ego. Like here's this, like, I really looked like Bobby Hill. I was this fat kid and everything. And I looked at Tom Kenny and I was like, oh, this poor guy. I've got to be his friend. <laughs> but we were, you know, the, 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 even though people liked us too, but we were still outcasts. You know, mm -hmm. uh, there was a, they were picking sides for the dodgeball game. And there was this 
girl who had uh, two hooks for hands. And uh, I won't say her name, but if you live in our neighborhood, grew up in our neighborhood, you, know you probably know about. who you're talking about. It's yeah. Pretty, that yeah. narrowed the list. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so. Would she just pop all balls upon well, contact? No, well, that. Like, we can't, <laughs> uh, we can't play with you, Mary. Well, she you was, ruined the game. She was. The last three people to get picked was her and Tom Kenny and myself. And they picked. Oh my God, you got hooks first? And they picked her. And then. And then. <laughs> and then. And then Tommy and I, and Tom uh, uh, and I were just recently talking about this. And I said to him, I said, you know, he, he said, you know, that was the day I knew I would never be good at sports. And, and I, my, oh my God, my, I'm sorry. I, oh, Can I have a French press. Oh, we can't see it. There is like, this is like, this is jet blue mint. Ah, this is, thank you. This is this, Korean air. This is very fancy. But my Japanese stewardess is Mark. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You, you requested a French press, sir. Uh, right. And served to me by a bear. <laughs> well done. Uh, thank you. We uh, can hear the chap squeaking on the way in, which is very nice. You, you press this okay. when you're ready. You plunge right. it. You let it steep so, until you're so, happy. So Tom Kenny just assumed he would always be bad. Yeah, I'll let it sit. Uh, always would be bad at sports. Yeah. And that day I was like, no, man, I... I thought that they understood that we could take it and that they were trying to make her feel better. Like, I put some sort of Pollyanna kind of spin on this. Uh, 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 yeah, being You were the strong ones. Well, yeah, getting picked last, that's always rough in anything, but you guys are strong enough to No, I thought that I was it. picked last because I could take it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of delusional... What an amazing spin to have on your whole life. Yeah, kind of, and that is my attitude, you know, has always been, uh, you know, sure, it, it's really weird, the self-loathing and self-hate of a comedian, but at the same time, this weird ego as a kid where, like, uh, uh, Bobby Hill, you know, everybody loves me, you know, I'm going to be a prop comedian, you know, that was that was me. Have you always had that spirit about about life? Yeah, uh, I've I've uh, had a rough year and uh, coming out of it, but it's definitely been my um, my thing. You know, that's why I, you know, I I stopped careers and decide. Well, I'm gonna direct movies now that nobody wants to see. <laughs> it's not true. But no, no, I'm not. But uh, no, I'm saying like like a lot of people in my shoes would go to directing. You know, you know. Uh, uh, if you were a 80s icon like myself. No, but a lot of people who had the career I had, if you were going to take on directing, you would make it and then become a television director. And you would, and instead, uh, I, I, I decided I wanted to tell stories, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I still direct other people's shows, and I still do uh, direct a lot of people's stand-up specials and things, but I, I'm really just trying to make my own movies, you know, on my own terms. I think you were, I think, my third guest on this podcast, which wow. is crazy, because now we're, we're at least at like 17 episodes. So it's been a long <laughs> run for me. Now we have but, French press. But exactly, right? We've arrived. But I recall you saying that you chose, or, or maybe you didn't choose, but it happened. You're, you're like doing your career in reverse. Oh, yeah, definitely. You're like, I'll just do the most famous stuff first. Yeah, I'll be an no, icon. I, I'll well, you're burn being bright. Kind. You're and being then... kind. I, I sold out as a young man, and now <laughs> as as an old fart, I, I'm, I'm trying to avoid that. Although I just... Was it selling out though? Because it was it was stardom, man. Like that was yeah. It would have been like if you were already established and then you went and did a thing. Did the that a, could be sellout? Academy. Yeah, right. But, but but that was. I mean, that puts you on the map. No, but even as a kid, I was like going because I did those movies like I was twenty three or twenty four or something. God, so yeah. But I was I was uh, even then I knew I go I don't know man this is gonna follow me around like I could tell that yeah. I, well I didn't think I would be talking about him thirty years later. 
that you know and i do all the time i saw some interview with you you were doing comedy in tempe i uh, think it was or something and it was like a local news sort uh, of interview and the, like the first two questions out of the gate were like can i call you bob and the second one was no what's with that voice yeah I'm like, yeah what yeah the yeah like, well it's usually and then um i was thinking about that uh, about doing the local news and and um I can't begrudge them. I mean, I'm I'm coming to where they are, but sure. but, but I have to say, I've really talked to a lot of airheads in the morning. You know, it's really what's they, worse, local news or the morning zoo radio show? Well, the zoo's fine because they're kind of getting phased out. The uh, yeah. thank you internet, but the um, the uh, those shows are the news shows always think. Every time I come in, I, I'm like quiet and polite. Hi, how are you? And they're really worried that I'm not going to bring it to, uh, you know, to good morning, uh, yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati. They're like, we've bolted down all the furniture. No, no, they're we've... afraid that I'm not going to wake up. Oh, really? It's not yeah. that they're pre- prepping for Hurricane Bobcat. It's that they see yeah, your they demeanor. Just, yeah, and then when I get on, you know, I, I give them hopefully what they can use, but I'm not going to go, ah! <laughs> you know, even though it's so weird. At a certain, there's a certain age, not everybody knows who I am, and, and certainly now, I mean, now I perform for young people, and they, they weren't even born when I was relevant, and I, and I love it. I really do. Yeah. I love performing for people in their 20s, because yeah, then I just have to be a, a funny comedian. They, right. you know, they don't have any baggage with them. Uh, there's no preconceived notion about who you are or what you are. Yeah, or disappointment when I, when I don't deliver that for 45 minutes, which would just be annoying and also sad. You know, I love Jerry Lewis, and then, you know, but when he's, like, getting up there and Cinderfella, and he's like, ah, yeah, I can't. Or the, the worst example of that was, the third Lucy show when she's about 70 and she's doing slapstick yeah. and you're like, you're not going to heal. Right. Get off that ladder. <laughs> it was just terrible. Balls are now, no, they're no longer hilarious. They're concerning. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's I dangerous. had that recently happen to me where um, this is an exclusive. <laughs> oh, guys. Wait, sound the alarm. Sound the siren, guys. We got an exclusive. Um, okay. Is this a hip break? Is this a, a, a close? I was... um. I was, uh, 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 uh. There's that ego of yours again, by the way. You think that a trip to the urgent care is an exclusive? It is. <laughs> this was, uh. Hey, Obamacare fans, get ready for this yeah, one. Hey, God, somebody stole my parking space. No, so I, um, I was, uh, uh, having sex with a young woman. <laughs> and, and she was very fit <laughs> and very young. And well, wait, I mean, she was for me. I'm 53. OK, we're not like Jared. We're not Jared from Subway no, Territory. No, yet. no, okay. no. Especially with my body of work okay, that I did a movie about exactly. busting pedophiles. I don't think. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I don't know how how in depth your research went. I well, didn't know what you were into. No, she was. She if your excuse she, was like, she, look, it's legal in Arkansas. I'm or Alaska. I'm That's not a real saying good excuse. The age because I that have a young? daughter. No, because my no, she's just she's younger than my daughter. <laughs> so and so, so uh, that's horrible. But you know, my daughter's not a fan. She won't find out about what we're saying here. So she's, I mean, she like she likes me. I think, but no, that's fine. I don't expect a, she's probably not in my demo. She's okay. not a a Bobcat fan. Let's just say that. Although she will yell that when I'm going through a mall. She's like Bobcat Goldthwait just to watch me watch get some the, head turn, get the shit. <laughs> so chills. so you're so, banging a woman younger than your I daughter. Was, uh, Go ahead. Well, who's a CrossFit model? Uh, I got it. She's um very fit mm-hmm. for a twelve year old. Love no, she yeah, was super twenty seven. I'll give you the age, and she's a, a and like I said, I'm fifty three, and and 
She was, and nobody wants to think about me in this position. That is anyways. not true. I uh, want to know uh, if it uh, matches my sketches. Get no, out my spiral so, bound notebook. So, so she was uh, repositioning me. That's how fit she was. She was actually <laughs> lifting me up. And Are you sure this wasn't hospice care? No, I know. That's <laughs> she had someone come and they they pulled the. Your sheets. daughter's like, listen, he's going to be really upset. He doesn't like to bathe anymore. Come he's here. getting he's getting bed sores during um, sex. So. Um, <laughs> So she repositioned me in during the act and and thought the bed was there and threw me right out of the bed. Threw me right out of the bed and I hit the floor and it was so loud. It was like I'm sure we woke up people in the other. And that should have been hilarious, but as I hit the floor, and it was painful, but I I, yeah. I hit it, you know. I I look at her and just absolute terror. She's not laughing. She's like she looks like she's look like a face from a first alert ad. Like, like she really reach for the bracelet. Yeah, what are your she, allergies? Can she, they give you penicillin? She truly thought she broke me. Like, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It was really weird. It should have been funny later on. Yeah. It was funny when we broke it down. That well, why didn't you laugh? But she really thought the uh, that she broke me. She thought. Did you land, what did you land full ass to floor? Yeah, I did. Like, tailbone I did. injury. I did, but I think the noise was so loud. She thought yeah. I had smacked my head on the coffee table. So I don't know what it was, but but. She was in terror, like she really thought. It's an old guy. I broke his hip. Best case. You're okay? Little bruise? Look, if I was going to die. That, what a way to go, yeah, right? right? He, he died doing what he loved. <laughs> Honey, uh, on the nightstand, there's a C-ring, there's some lube, and there's chalk in case you need to outline my body yeah. mid-sex so, change. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, uh, I didn't think I was going to be that graphic this early on. But uh, so nice segue for a movie about um, pedophilia. Yeah. yeah. Should we hop right into that? Uh, well, that's my latest thing. But we I have. Well, I was going to you mentioned something which I thought was interesting when I brought up dubstep because I, for me, dubstep is it's like it's new metal. Right. The same gripes that people had about old metal sure. or punk was. Oh, it's just noise. It's funny. It's like, yeah, yeah. If you're saying and that's that, what it's supposed to. That's be. exactly. And what I it get is. it. And I'm happy that exists. And I, at this, it's but what you said was that you're happy that like you don't get it. Yeah, I'm and happy I, that exists. That's an awesome attitude to have about things. Well, because things that have got to progress, things have got to change. There's got to be that 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 thing that this is ours and it's not your generation. It's so disappointing when 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 it's just this 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 mutual. There's nothing to rebel against, mm -hmm. you know. I, I and 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 uh, and yeah. So I am happy. It, it just feels like the natural progression of things. Do you feel that way about? Other things like mixed martial arts or the internet. Um, I I will say that I, I'm not on the internet so much. I mean, I'm very you know, it's like Instagram and and, mm -hmm. and I and I tweet gigs, but but I I I I'm more frustrated. I used to, as a younger man, really resent and hate young people, and now I hate people my age because they. It's like this badge of honor that they don't know how the internet works, and it's infuriating to me. It's like I don't know. Well, yeah, that's great. You're you're proud that you're not connecting with the rest. Boastful of the ignorance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be connected to the entire world. You know, I like my safe, warm yeah. pocket. My bubbles are great. Yeah, I've filtered them out. So, and it just old people my age in general. It's just horrific. You know, I don't know what it is why someone in their fifties can't figure out how an iPhone works or how to get on a plane anymore it just it hasn't changed you know it's like how do i poop where do i line up and just i really and and you are what you hate you know i'm sure i look at these guys who are my age and i'm like oh my god i hope i 
I'm not that guy. You know? Right. You're on your rascal shouting at them to get out of the way at the Costco. I well, get it. you know, it's a weird thing. You don't want to be uh, somebody, you know, uh, you know, the the dad coming. Hey, what are you kids listening to? You don't want to be that guy, you know. But at the same time, you don't want to be self-aware enough. But I will say the stuff that I make, the the movies that I make, are, are really personal, and they're always, they're always, just how I see the world at the time. So it's not like I'm really trying to reach an audience. You know? Right. Yeah. You're not putting on a front to sell SVOD subscriptions or TVOD downloads. Yeah. Like it's, I got to tell you, I I every time you release something new, I am so there's that. There's that inkling of fear or anxiety that you get when someone that you that, that you consider a friend who, whose work you appreciate, when something comes out, you go like, oh, but I hope it's good because if it's not, <laughs> then I don't know how to have a conversation yeah, with yeah, you about it. Yeah. Like there's, yeah, there's that. Go, where there's the, yeah. I put my friends and family through that all the time, by the way. Oh. My mom's like, let me see your new TV show. Oh, well, it aired. Oh, That's no, the really? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but I got to tell you with you consistently. Because like, I'm often at a lot of film festivals and it's, it's the... Uh, yeah, yeah, the uh I won't even say who I'd said this to. <laughs> but it was I had to give him the uh whoa, you did it again. <laughs> you did it again. Did she have hooks for hands? Uh, no, no. Okay, just no, checking. No, but that should have been in in his movie. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing worse than that moment of like, "Hey, check out my new thing." And you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Okay, uh, but but with that said, and I have no need to blow smoke your way, I, every single time there's a new, I'm just I'm so I don't know you that well in this world. Right. I understand that. You know, we're friends-ish. Right. But I'm so fucking proud. Oh, like, well, each thanks. one comes out, and they feel, as you said, they feel honest. They feel real. They feel like it is... It, I feel like I'm watching you at whatever... Like, it's like that is a time capsule of a thing. Like, I'm watching yeah, you in that moment it, make it, it that really thing. It really is. Even, even when there's something as silly as a Bigfoot movie or whatever, there usually there's something... Uh, that I'm trying to figure out in my own life. That's usually what the movies are about. And and it's interesting. After Call Me Lucky is the documentary. It's on Netflix and, and all your digital platforms right now. And uh, it's the first movie that I've had that, um, uh, well, it's a doc that was a lot different. But but it, it it's it's strange. The reception has been very acclaimed. And it was the first time I thought to myself, oh, what are you going to do next? Which, which, uh which which I thought oh man you got to get over yourself no you know nobody's waiting just just do what do what you normally do you know there was a couple of screenplays that I thought I was going to do that were after coming out of a, a movie uh about a dear friend who uh who battles with uh as an adult dealing with his child abuse and coming through the other side um I should say rape you know I I I don't like the candy coat it uh and neither does he um uh, so well, let's let's take a step back now because yeah. we're, we're, we'll get to why it's so personal and how it yeah. is a reflection of you at the time. Because um, I know you said you you got off a rough year. Yeah, uh, you're coming out of a rough year, but that's this you kind of had this movie to throw yourself into, which was really strange. You were to, we were talking off the air about Robin being a gamer, and yeah. you thought when you met him, Robin Williams, Robin you, Williams, that he was putting it on or i had heard he was a gamer yeah, but you yeah. know a lot of celebs say that no, like it's and a thing not. and i yeah, ran into yeah, him I, at an e3 oh no 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 a I, decade ago. I i've lost uh hours and hours uh, uh, uh to him just you know boy that's great you know it must be a lot of fun hanging out with robin <laughs> just like i don't know man he's just in the other room swearing at <laughs> kids 
in other countries on a headphone. Is he putting on voices at the time, or is no, it just full no, on him being no. like, "Fuck you, stop yeah, teabagging yeah, me, you yeah, son of a bitch." Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of stuff. I love that. And I wonder if I wonder if he was like even like uh, working on his voice, afraid that kid. No, he would just be you know himself, but yeah. he'd be cursing. It would be really funny. And and I'm not. I'm not going to pretend I was. And I would be sitting there, and after a while, I'd be like, "All right, you know, I don't know. It was just really weird." Are you gonna uh, prestige or should I go? Like, but are you he gonna? Did, he did that for. He would do that for hours and hours at a time, and uh, and loved it. You know. So so you were saying you were afraid when you met him that he was. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know. I wanted to believe it was real, and I had heard stories, yeah. and this was early G four, and people were like, no, he's a real gamer. So when yeah. I ran into him at an E three. I yeah. asked him like a well, specific thing about Call of Duty, and he not only nailed it, but then went on to bury me in my own <laughs> ignorance. So I was like, okay, well, all yeah. right, fair enough. Well, he so so he had a lot to do with Call Me Lucky ever coming to life. You know, this is a movie that that I'd wanted to do since uh, Barry Crimmins is the subject of the doc. Uh, I've known him most of my life. Uh, certainly, I met him as a teenager. Tom Candy and I. Saw an ad, answered it, went into uh, become professional comedians, uh, and uh, and so Barry, uh, uh, as an adult, uh, he's influenced or also been a mentor. Or there's a lot of people who are just fans of his. You know, folks will come up to me after they see the movie. Goes, I feel weird. I don't know him, but it's that's that's okay. I mean, that's why I made the movie a little bit. So so, but it's you know, folks in the movies like Patton and Marin and. And David Cross is actually yeah. really great in it, and Margaret Cho, and and these, and he started the Boston comedy scene, and he's a brilliant political satirist. My favorite Barry Crimmins joke is: people say you don't love America, why don't you leave it? He says, "Because I don't want to be victimized by its foreign policies." <laughs> Tough guy, hard drinker, <laughs> so good, though. kind of a maniac. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, you know, uh, just uh, a man's man uh, with progressive politics. Uh, who really actually uh, would occasionally kick ass when he had to. Like, I, a I've force him, when he wanted to be. Oh, no, I've seen him punch someone out. You know, We go back and forth on the facts of this, but I saw him lay out a guy who, was, who had me in a bear hug and wouldn't let me go. I stopped drinking when I was 19, and this guy was like, come on, he's trying to pour liquor down oh, my throat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Barry's... <laughs> My version's different than Barry's. What's, Either okay, way, give me your version because that's going to be the more entertaining one. My version is, and I, he, he and I fight about this, but the 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 guy said, uh, uh, and Barry had his arm in a cast because he had punched a wall, and so, so the guy says, uh, Barry, he goes, hug me or hit me, Mister Crimmins, and and he pops him in the jaw and breaks his jaw, which that's the truth. We know that. We, right. We we can establish that a jaw so, was broken. And Barry at the time said to me, he goes, that was the quickest decision I've ever made in my life. <laughs> so so he says that, but but when he tells the story, there's a much larger buildup and all this stuff. The guys they ended up hugging it out. Like the next day, broken jaw. Like, yeah, the all next day forgiven? I show up at the gig and the guys up doing stand up with his mouth wired shut and they're and they're, <laughs> and, they're, and, they're and yeah and they hugged it out. So, uh, so so wow, this has been a strange life. So 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 Barry would have been a fascinating character to make a movie about, even without the events that transpired. Yeah. But which and, they, and, and again it, I. You had to pardon my ignorance on it. I had no I, no concept, yeah. no no clue, and I was so riveted oh, thanks. through the entire thing. Yeah, because you really lay it out there. You established that on his own, he is an interesting character. Yeah. He's a force. He's amazing. And, but then... And, and although I'm, I have no problem disclosing about his rape in, in that the, that's in the movie, but I just felt as, as a viewer of the movie, 
I, I want you to, even if you know the events, I want you to know him the way we knew him and learned about it the way we learned about it. You know, I think the trashier version of this documentary would have been Barry Cribbins raped at four, you know. And then once you once that's out of the bag, you it's hard for you to be sitting there and laughing at his Ronald Reagan jokes. Right. You know, because you're like, oh, you know. And that's what happens to a person when they disclose. You you question everything about them, their decisions, everything about them. So, so Barry, it's true. You you do it, it, it's it's like you're almost revictimizing them because once you once they disclose, you're now viewing all their actions through this lens of yeah, it's tinting my perspective. The, yeah. there's there's a film on the lens which yeah. which I'm looking at you, and that is because you were raped, and as if it's your responsibility, it's your fault or something. You yeah, know? and and that's the you know, and that's if the. If the movie does anything, it's it's nice to be just a tiny piece of 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 getting people just talking about these things to the point where, hopefully, you know, this stuff lives in the shadows and just to 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 put some light, you know. Yeah. Um. But uh. So so Barry, it, 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 this is back when AOL was the only game in town, and you were getting charged exorbitant fees for dial-up. Uh. Barry looks for other survivors on AOL, ends up finding guys exchanging child pornography, goes to the cops, they didn't do much, goes to the feds, goes to AOL, nobody right. does anything. And at, at the time, I think it's people need to watch the damn movie. Yeah. Call me lucky. In the they police defense, it. the guy who's in the movie, he's great. He, yeah. he, he's explaining, he says, we didn't have computers they didn't, in the No, office. yeah, they were yeah. still filling out forms on paper, yeah, and they're yeah. like, what is this internet thing you're yeah. talking and about? They I go can check this, weather, that's about it. Guy, you know, and, and he's holed up, and and um, and he trolled and and uh, posed to some kids, and ended up getting all this evidence against AOL. And, and people then, don't know this at the time. You were saying they were charging hourly. You sure. could go online. You could go. You could literally search preteen whatever yeah. incest. Yeah. And hundreds of chat rooms would yeah. pop up. And there's some people out there going, oh, yes, the golden days. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> well, you, no, could search, yeah. you could search for all that, and it was unabashedly people hanging out in public, and they were swapping files. Swapping files that took hours. So these guys were getting charged like, you know, some maybe like fourteen hundred dollars right. a month. So for AOL, like piracy on AOL was a huge boon for them because mm-hmm. forget we'll get to the pedophilia, which is what yeah. this is about, but it's like if you were pirating music or movies yeah. or video games at the time, it took hours and hours yeah. and hours to download that. You were given AOL 20 bucks here, yeah. 20 bucks there. They were making a killing. Millions, yeah. if not and they billions. Weren't really, they really weren't uh, on purpose policing it. No. because uh, So Barry basically takes AOL all the way to the floor of the Senate and embarrasses them. And, and in the process, Such a great he's changed... Uh, and he's a, he's a you know he's a he's a warrior he's an awesome guy he's hilarious he's uh uh and I saw the change you know so I wanted to make this movie about my friend because I knew uh it, it was like a capper story when he ended up in, uh, in DC taking on uh, a little guy against the industry so for years I tried to write a screenplay and 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 I did speak with Robin about it, and the idea was that he might play Barry, and then it, we we it got to the point where we've been I've been trying to do it since '95 that you know he was like you know I'm too old to play Barry. <laughs> we were like, uh, and and he was the one. Like, that, I got kids to yell at on Xbox yeah, Live. I don't yeah, have time for this yeah, shit, Bobcat. Yeah, Just yeah. go make it here. So well, he suggested I make it as a documentary. I had felt. After hearing uh, Barry on Dana Gould and uh, Dana's podcast and on and Marin's podcast, that that 
that Barry could talk in the about this and not and I wouldn't be triggering him that I wouldn't be sending him uh uh but in the movie we go to some really dark places and I won't ruin that for people but the the scenes that But there was that concern that you might Oh, we had big fights. You might there were certain things? scenes where I was like I said, "No, yeah, I'm not I don't want you here." Uh and he said, "Well, I'm going. You I know can film it or not." Yeah. yeah, and he says you go through a problem not around it. Which kind of brings me up to now, like I'm like, I, 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 you know, I really did think the next movie that I'd make would be something whimsical, but believe it or not, I think I'm actually going to make something even darker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly do, because I. Do you know uh, what it is? Well, I'm not going to yeah. talk about no, too much. No, it's fine. Is it a doc just, or is it? No, it won't be a doc, it. but it's really just you know the combination of this year was divorce and then my friend killed himself and then uh uh my girlfriend and i broke up decorating the christmas tree oh, God, I and, heard, I, and then i spent eight to I heard that i spent but then i spent eight to ten hours a day editing a baby rape documentary <laughs> so and i have to say that part of finishing the movie was robin was like this movie's going to sundance and i was like ah you know all right you know and i really truly was like oh, i'm gonna finish this because i knew he would want me to but no one then after the movie, it did go to Sundance and all that stuff. It was kind of weird. There was this big suck, uh, you know. Uh, all of a sudden, I, I almost processed his the loss in my pal harder later because when, uh, you know, growing up Catholic too, you know, when someone dies, you're there for the family. You do what right. you do. You have you, the period of mourning. You do that, but you no, but you know, you 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 kick in the gear. You know, you you try to be of service. You know, that's the the mo and and uh and then you just later on but um well do know, you feel like uh, when you laid out that year divorce the girlfriend breakup on christmas robin passing yeah. you were on the treadmill you were sprinting you were finishing this movie you had this thing to do and right. like isn't there a piece of it that is well it's out in the world it's at this festival it's done you have that moment where you hit cool down and everything all those emotions catch up but, to you but but that's the thing the nature of this movie there's no high five moment you know because it's a it's such a, a heavy topic you don't go you know i mean my, but i mean the, as a filmmaker it's very uplifting yes and, despite the darkest subject matter you can imagine but the byproduct has been the amount of people that have come up now and they disclose to me like usually at a screening there's usually about five people or seven people mm. um so what i did not know <laughs> it's spider-man you know <laughs> it's good comes great responsibility you yeah know, i did not know i didn't that. think that i didn't realize that that you'd be like a magnet now i, I didn't the epicenter know i was just it. some goofball that was making a movie about his pal you know and and uh yeah so but so. It, while while that might seem like a, a a daunting task or a lot of responsibility to have uh those people coming up and disclosing to you at some uh, looking at that from some perspective though that in that of itself, isn't that kind of the high five moment that you made something that impacted people in such a way that they can? Yeah, and and also there's the the moment where I see Barry getting standing ovations, and and there's this guy who's living up in Central New York in the woods, and and hundreds and thousands of people now have said, "Hey, we we really love you, we respect you, we want to know more about you." So so that was, of course, that's rewarding. But but the 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 part of you where you're trying to make sense of of everything. Um, I think it takes a while and I, and I, and, or maybe you don't, I mean, one thing I will, will discuss, you know, and, and, and I mentioned this when I spoke at, uh, when I was, 
when I spoke at Robin's um, service, you know, I, I mentioned that a few years ago something happened to my friend, and 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 I was the way he thought, and and I I said I'm not a doctor, you know. He was misdiagnosed as having Parkinson's, and his coroner's report came back, and it said that he had Lewy body dementia, which is a form of dementia that usually goes not diagnosed. Mm-hmm. It's usually diagnosed in an autopsy. And so I, you know, I had, I had witnessed my friend processing things completely different, you know, so, so, uh, was this like within a year of his passing? It was a couple, a couple years, years? It, but it seemed like it, it probably started even before that. But, uh, it, 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 but it was actual dementia. So, so, you know, uh, as I'll just speak for myself, as a comedian, you know, uh, we've got depression down. You know, we, we man, we, we, you know, it doesn't get us. You know, right. we, we really have got it down. You can workshop that depression into a, a type yeah. 15, I, maybe I mean, get an HBO special out that's of it. A, you know, and we, 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 we got that down, you know, that's, and this is just my belief, but that's what killed Robin was this disease that, if he did not have Louis Body to mention it, my friend was one of the bravest people I've ever met in my life. He fought. He had took chances. He, you know, he. I, I know for a fact that that's his end would not be the end it was. Yeah. It was this disease processing, and I don't want to give out his personal facts. That's why I keep saying he was processing reality. But just so let me say, he had the, the things that people with dementia have. Uh, uh. So. Uh, and and it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe with that Louis body disease, like that is when you have it, it you don't have long with that. It's not like with Alzheimer's, you yeah. can hit, get dementia as well. And that could take 15, 20 yeah, years that's sometimes. True. That's but true. But with Louis body, it's like sometimes it's like, you have three to five years. Yeah. Or, or less yeah. like in his case. And it's, oh. um, I think like now when I look back at certain times when I was with him, I knew that he... I knew that he knew that the things that he was thinking were real. He was was knew they weren't. Like I would spend a lot of time convincing mm-hmm. him that things that he was. Uh, this is where it's personal, but things that he was hallucinating or thinking were was real, and I would convince him that these things weren't. So I think at one point he finally got to the point where he didn't feel that he could talk even a little bit about it because because he because he knew that. The, the things he was hearing and saying and processing weren't real. I watched and have been watching through, through, uh, through Bria's dad, you know, with Alzheimer's mm-hmm. I watched, I, I, I came in late to the game when I met right. Bria and stuff, but I could still see, even at that time, you could see a man coming to terms with that exact same thing. Right. Of the, I don't trust what I'm saying necessarily. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Yeah. And that would slowly lead to like, yeah. I'm not going to say it. Cause I don't know if I can trust yeah. it. And then it becomes, <laughs> I don't even know if I trust myself yeah. anymore. And I can't, I'm, like, that process. Yeah. I'm sorry I laughed because I remember one time I just said to him, I go, you know, him thinking someone was there that wasn't there. And I go, yeah, it's a fucking ninja, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, he, and he laughed, you know? Yeah. So, and that was our code, you know, the ninjas. The ninjas are out again. Yeah. 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 Uh, I thought that was just veiled racism. Mm-mm. I thought we were coming through a dangerous neighborhood <laughs> and you guys were trying to pawn no, it off. No, no, yeah. So, so... Um, D- so you... Did you recognize that? I'm, I'm. No, I just knew that. You know, I really uh, naively. You knew that thought, there was something up, though. Well, and that he was diagnosed as Parkinson's, so right. I just thought, well, this is, must be what Parkinson's is. And then, getting real detailed here, but then, um, I had, 
uh, I had uh, set a meeting for another friend, a, a good friend of his and I that is does have Parkinson's, and, and they they met, and uh, you know immediately that friend said, "Yes, there's something else going on. He's not. He doesn't have what I have." You know. Uh, yeah, good times. <laughs> But it's cool because you had the divorce as well, so there was that yeah. to go through and yeah. mull over, right? But you know, but that's the thing, you know. I, 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 uh, I, I think like, um, uh, well, he, I, I shouldn't say this, but but he talked about it a lot, which is which really annoyed me. Uh, wait, why would that annoy you? Well, not Robin. This is about. Oh, okay. This is about Roddy Piper. Was like I was I was Roddy's. Uh, I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but he, I was a sponsor. You know, after being sober for 34 years, I, I shouldn't break my anonymity, and I never do. But Roddy did. He would break my anonymity, and then he passed away. This has just yeah. been like and so. But my my point being was that uh, my friend Toby Huss and John Weiner. Every New Year's, we jump into the ocean, and these guys, I, 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 they're probably a little less cynical than me because they they ask the universe. You know, this is the year I I get paid to be creative. You know, this is the year I meet my soulmate or, you know, they yell it out. And I'm always like, I want snow tires or at least really big tires. So (laughs) so I'm a little darker. So so thermal socks, please. Yeah. yeah. So I asked the universe for tangible uh, or I I I I'm not. I would say I went from atheist to agnostic recently. So, 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 Ooh. uh, but, but, but I don't see the universe as, as this thing that gives a rat's ass to what I'm up to. So I, uh, which for some people is a terrifying proposition for me. I find so much comfort in that. Yeah, it is. It's like, okay, now I'm responsible. So what yeah. am I going to do? So, so this, after, during all this turmoil, I asked the universe to, um, Bring me more pain. And and when I did that, everything shifted in me. I felt it was very freeing. I was like, yeah, yeah, I could actually get more pain. You know, who's not to say that this isn't the starting, the starter pistol. So then then uh, my brain changed because I, cause I spent so much time just going, I want this all to stop. I want this to stop. Uh, and it doesn't, you know. Some days are rough, I'm not going to lie. Uh but uh i think and and you know for me the key is is uh is showing up and for me showing up means to continue to make stuff you know and 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 if you've chosen a, a creative life making stuff is a, is a is a world of heartache if you're expecting to get paid for it you know i i make uh I make a living so I can make movies. I don't make a living making movies, right. you know. So I go, okay, I'm going to do X amount of gigs so I can do three uh, for them, one for me. Yeah, two I'll do for this. them, and one it for makes me. those gigs so much better, you know. Right. When when um, you know, before I'd be like, what am I doing? I'm playing an Indian casino in Tower, Minnesota, in the winter, you know. But now I'm like, oh, hey, this is great. I'm playing this gig, and that means I can go off and make another one of my my right. uh, my vanity projects. So. So whatever it is, you, you you know, get up and paint, or get up and cook, or get up and do whatever you do, and that's the that's the that's the that's how we give the middle finger to death, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Brooks was here. <laughs> uh, 
with regard to that process, you mentioned um, you you say often, which I think it's 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 polite self deprecation, but you say I oh, make movies that nobody wants to watch. I do a thing that no one's going to see. And, uh, this... Well, no, it's not. It's it is. It's not. I'm not looking for someone to say, "Hey, I like your movies." No, I, watch your I get movies. that, but, but, it, I, but there is some depre- like there. You you. It's self deprecation. It's also I have a really healthy sense of reality, and I think the fact that I go on the road and I perform in a club and I'll do a show for you know 1,200 people over the course of three or four nights, and um, three or four of them mention any of the movies that I directed. Uh, uh, it doesn't bother me. It just gives me, a, oh, wow. So in the majority of people's minds, I'm this guy that did this character in these movies years ago, and I'm not bitter by that. Mm-hmm. I would be bitter if I wasn't making stuff. Sure. You know? No, I get that. I, and I, I wasn't, I did not mean to imply that you say that seeking the gratification no, or no, whatever. No. I, I think that, you know, you clearly some people want to watch your movies you know that you yeah know? but no, with and that that's said, a really cool thing now, this that, latest that, one mm-hmm. had so much acclaim you know yeah it, that, <laughs> that, that must have really fucked up my low self-esteem well that's yeah. what i want to know yeah, like how did that really, fuck with your head because it's I mean, been really weird it's been really i'm weird. still introduced as, as as the guy from attack of the show of which is a project that i haven't been on in you know six years i don't know yeah. how, like yeah and that's fine if that's the quotation that it follows yeah. my name for the rest of my life but I don't know how it would deal with, you know, getting comfortable with that and having that be there, and then this one hits or this thing hits. Yeah. Now I don't know how that would change my perception. And and um, yeah, this one hasn't hit uh in a way where uh the general public are aware right. of it, so uh I can keep making my movies in anonymity, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I can't process it. I can't let it in. It's funny. This is a a more name droppy, but I was talking to, and I don't believe this led to his death, but I just was, you know, like, you know, Robin couldn't let it in. Like when he, he would kill and he couldn't let it in. He'd obsess on the one guy in the front row who didn't right. laugh. Uh, and, and I ran into Chappelle uh, and I, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And, and he had just did a set and these people came up and they're like, Hey, you're great. Blah, blah, blah. And then they walk away and I, I go, I go, did you hear any of that? <laughs> I was like, did you let it in? Yeah. And he's like, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> I go, you know, you got to let it in, you know? Uh, well, what, so, but, you know, so practice I, what you preach. Why haven't you let it in? I, I don't know why. You know, the, the movies won seven awards and uh, I don't think I, because I, I would remember, I would remember seeing Robin would have awards and he didn't, like sometimes they were just like in a box or something, you know, and I, and I thought, well, that's really ungrateful. You know, even if it was like a tiny award for some weird, yeah. And now um, I was uh, in the, my suite, uh, Ford Escape. <laughs> I found I found two boxes with awards that were just bouncing around in the back. Seat. That's my earthquake preparedness kit. I got yeah, a tally in there in I case I like, need it. it I can nibble on it. It wasn't. It wasn't like me going, "Oh, those are bad." It was just like I couldn't let them in the house. Like I couldn't. Yeah, that's crazy. What yeah. is that? I don't. Is know. that the same? Is that this? Does that come from the same place of scrolling like a Twitter timeline and seeing the one guy who goes like, "You're a cunt face," and like, yeah. "Oh well." 
oh my god, I am a cunt face. I'm yeah. gonna eat my Wheaties and think about the fact that I'm a cunt face, even yeah. though that was sandwiched with accolades and yeah, yeah. Like you praise. go through the 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 yeah, you look for that one. It's like gambling or some sort of like I don't I need I don't feel good about myself, so I'm gonna find someone that agrees with me. And I used to do that after a show at a comedy club. I would sit there and wait and try to find the person that didn't like my act that was really upset by it. And then one day I realized that's what I was doing. And I kind of just said, well, I'm not going to not going to listen one way or the other, which sounds rude. I think it's it's a weird thing. It's like if you get for myself, sometimes I think if I let this stuff in, then I won't. I think I'm not going to keep making stuff or that I'm going to get a big head or that the next thing I do will be crap. Those are the things I, I, I have going on. Like, well, we've already established that the ego is huge, so don't worry about that. Yeah, it's, it's, You're enormous. Fine. it's You're enormous. Fine. <laughs> it's enormous. It's <laughs> enormous. It's so funny. And um, But do, is, it, is it that there will be an expectation conjured in your head predicated off of the, the accolades and the praise of people that, that will then influence I, your next move? Or? I, I have no idea why I can't let it in. I would I mean, love for you to I'm solve it because grateful. I need it solved within me, so I, I'm I looking to you. I know. I don't know how. I don't know. And it's really Fuck. strange. It's really strange. Um, you know, I have, uh, I have roommates, 53 with roommates. It's all coming together. And, uh, and, <laughs> and my roommate, Caitlin's always, uh, you know, Hey, award-winning filmmaker. Uh, you didn't take the recycling out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't think I have to worry about getting a swelled head. Yeah. It sounds like you're surrounded by people who yeah. will keep you nice and level, which is good. Yeah, and, and I have roommates, which you would think... You only hear about roommates when people hate their roommates. Uh, I would have never chose this life for me. Like, I would say... Well, how did you, you end up with these roommates? How did you end up in a commune? I, it's, it's, the, it's awesome. I, I don't want to jinx it. It's been so great. Uh, uh, my friend Caitlin, comedian Caitlin Gill, and her girlfriend uh, Kelly, they, they live with... They're, we're, that's part of the house. Are you my, and Caitlin doing a tour, by the way? Or was that like a Photoshop joke? No, no, we do stand-up yeah. all the time. And then... And my friend Mike Plant, who's a, a, a programmer at Sundance, he programs shorts at, at Sundance. So he has to watch 1,400 movies in his room. So he's like, um, there's a character in Real Genius. Remember that Val Kilmer movie? Yes. With the guy yes. who came out of the wall that was all, no one knew that he was. <laughs> that's Mike. He's always pasty, eating candy. Sure. He's got a cat that I've never seen that lives in his room with him. And they watch shorts all day long. As he says, I gotta go. Uh, what is it? I gotta go uh, destroy dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but there's only I think seventy or eighty spots, and he's watching right. fourteen hundred movies. You know, yeah, so, no, he's crushing those dreams. So there's Absolutely. that, and then uh, and my daughter uh, lives in the guest house behind this house that we rent. And uh, yeah, this man. is a reality series waiting to happen. Yeah, you know that, right? I know, I know, I know. It's bad times. It's like, you but know. it did when you said your your what was the guy something plant? What was his name? Like uh, Mike. Mike Plant. When you said like, and Mike Plant, I was imagining he's a fern, yeah, with googly eyes in the corner. But we we all talk to him. <laughs> we get we pour get, coffee on him. He's but yeah, I, of course. Because that's all this needs is a puppet, and you got yourself a great reality series. Well, they have like a a a, a list of uh, it uh, not in the house. Not allowed in the house. This is like certain people. Are I, these people that aren't allowed in? These or are people, no, these are people I date. There's a, <laughs> there's a list, and then, uh, yeah, and then my daughter. Where they clop the couches. And then my daughter's on Twitter. On? I mean, not Twitter. Sorry, got Grandpa here. But my daughter's on Tinder, and I'm like going, hey, the serial killer. Where you know? So I'm going to the coffee shop. 
watching my daughter go on a Tinder date. So, yeah, uh, unfortunately, it, it it would be a television show. So where are you? Where are you finding your dates these days? What's single life for Bobcat? Uh, I guess it's out doing stand up and and then and then the the, the movies. Uh, you know. I I I never expected trolling uh, through the groupies. I get it, Bobcat. No, I get but it. I've had a long term relationships all my adult life. So mm. so now I think uh, to 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 it's strange. You know, I've never been like this. Really strange. I mean, they're not all stories about me getting thrown out of bed, <laughs> getting busted by a gymnast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what ha- like I got to and I. I don't want to scratch at it if it's a if it's a sore or anything. Uh, but what happened with the the breakup on Christmas? Was it on Christmas or what? Oh, no, no. She's a, a lovely gal. Uh, 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 yeah, it was just basically. I actually feel that it wasn't a fight. You know, I I think it was. Uh, uh, oh, you know, realizing because I don't want kids that that they we're not gonna have kids. So mm. so it wasn't like. Like I'm a pagan. We're not having a tree. Well, we can have a tree, but you know, okay, <laughs> we're gonna. It's gonna be the druid, the druid tradition. Uh, yeah. So it was very. Oh, the whole thing was a mess. And then some neighbor showed up with, uh, saying I stole her mother's dog. What? Yeah. So I get a. Was call. it for a blowjob scene in a movie? No. Because I would be upset as well. <laughs> well she, don't keep his dogs away. Yeah. Uh, I've seen your movies. No. So. This woman just thought I stole her dog, and I didn't. And uh, I don't know why I have to say I didn't, but so good for you to qualify in case the audience was drawing their own conclusions. My girlfriend's moving out of the apartment. She goes, "There's a woman here, and they're calling the police. They say you stole her dog." And I said, um, <laughs> "I said well, I'd steal her cat. You know, I like cats." And she goes, "He didn't steal your dog." He's the nicest man I know. You know, so it was. The, oh my god! Yeah, it was. Horrible. Happy holidays, buddy. Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I sincerely, I'm. I'm sorry that it was a rough go. Yeah, uh, but but it's. Um, I'm fine, and and uh, you know, uh, Kyle Kinane was like, I'm so jealous of the amount of pain you had. You understand how much stuff you're gonna create. <laughs> do you have that outlook on it as well? That that's now fuel. Uh, I do, but it takes a while to. Uh, often when I make a movie, I don't even realize who is playing what and what they mean until the movie's finished. And I sit in the audience and I go, Oh, that's, Oh, that's, Oh, that's dad. You know, I mean, I, it's really, that's, I'm really that thick, you know, uh, people around me know what, what, right. what the deal is. You know? That's interesting. The arm's length sort of disassociative processing of it's really events strange. and emotions to both, put them into the art and then sit back and watch it later. That's fascinating. To both, me. both Joel Murray, who was in God bless America and Robin, both at one point or another during production said, Oh, I'm playing you. And I'm like, no, no, no. And my family's nodding <laughs> mm-hmm. behind them. Yep. Yes. Yes. You got you it. Are. You got yeah. it. Yeah. God, that's, I, I, I selfishly making everything about me, which is what I do best. I'm now wondering, cause I will often throw myself into uh, discomfort or I'll upset any semblance of balance. That I have finally, like I seek balance. I want that yin and yang. I want that gray. I want to live in that perfectly balanced thing. And when I find myself there, sometimes I'll flip the table over or end a relationship or do a thing because I almost feel, I don't know, maybe it's I need that pain or that struggle or, or to have we to don't push think, through. Or we don't think we deserve it. Mm. You know, that's the other thing. Yeah. You know, it's this, for me, I have this big ego and then this low self-esteem. So it's just, it doesn't, they don't jive. 
And here's the thing. I used to think if I got healthy, I couldn't, I would stop making stuff. And the direct opposite, the, 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 the better my head screwed on, the, the more stuff I've been making. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I, I can relate. You think a thousand well, times. Yeah. Like I'm not going to get too healthy because then I won't be able, I won't be funny or I won't be able to. And I don't, stuff. I, I don't. I've literally had that issue with my personal health, specifically on. I would do every time a convention would roll around, or like a marathon, E three or Comic Con or whatever. I would kind of worry or anxiety myself sick to the point where I had lung infections, or I was wow. on Z packs or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I and it was because I would power through. I'd still deliver one hell of a show. I'd right. host the shit out of something, and now I'd have the asterisk next to it where i could go and i was sick as shit and i delivered that right i still did good yeah. so you could imagine what i would do what i could do if i was healthy yeah. and the number of times i wasn't healthy and i realized like oh i was that was all manifested right yeah. here that was me worrying myself about the performance into being sick so that i had to rise to the occasion so that i could and then go if it wasn't a hundred percent great i could go well that's because i was on a z-pack guys yeah that's how terrible that's the or or when someone gives me a compliment and I deflect it and go, well, it's the oh, really? You thought that was it? That's that's not humility. That that's that's a big ego going. Oh, you thought that was good? Well, I could really be amazing, you know. And so, and 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 in my life, I am spending a lot of time talking to people that only know me from the eighties and some of the stuff in the nineties. And I'm polite, and uh, I don't want I don't want a cookie for that. I just uh, I just polite, but. I've noticed lately, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes when I'm having this discussion that I've had a million times, I'm fantasizing that I'm, I'm just taking a knife to my gut and, and I'm pulling my entrails out under their shoes. And I'm like, oh, how old were you when you saw Police Academy? Oh, that's great. That's really cool. Oh, your brother and you really liked it. Oh, that's great. And I'm just, just putting my lower track. And then, and then it starts with my lower track and then I dump my... It takes longer to get the, the, small, <laughs> the small intestines. I'm telling you, that local news interview that I watched, you, you could see. You see were, me do that? Yes, I, just, I could uh, see you uh, doing it. Because, out, yeah. you know, but you were still super polite. Mm -hmm. You were just, you were there. You were present. Yeah. You were promoting a thing. Yeah, you were yeah. respectable. But you could just see, like, you, like right, it was like, well, should, can I call you Bob Ken? You're like, well, it's my fucking name. Yeah, I don't yeah, know why yeah. you wouldn't. <laughs> Um, it's the name that I use in the credits to my and, movies, and I but you can call me whatever you want. Well, I wonder about that. Like if, if, uh, uh, you know, I, I, that's the thing. It's like, um, uh, about, about sobriety, which I don't usually talk about, but I just think about what if I was someone that, that just had a couple cocktails, you know, or if I was. You know what I mean? If I showed up still yeah. buzzed to do the, the wacky morning, you know, to do taint and teabag in the morning, you know, right. what would have happened? And I guess that's a, a good thing, you know. But every once in a while, well, you Well, do you think you would vault into you... the character or do you think you would no, immediately but... admit that you want to pour your entrails onto yeah. their shoes? No, sometimes you just do get too tired and you yeah. are a little loopy. And, you, and, and uh, uh, I think I remember that interview. I did snap a little bit because I'm just, uh, you know. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't snap by any measure that I think right. a casual audience member right, would right, notice. Right. But as someone who's done interviews as yeah. well. Where it's the same old shit. Like when I show up to stuff now, how's that Olivia Munn? And I go, hold on, let me grab Bobcat's imaginary katana and let me slice it and let me just put my innards on your sneakers. Oh, I'm interrupting the podcast. Look at me, slyly. 
forcing a window open and slipping inside like the hamburglar. Wanted to fill my sack with goodies, but it's not ground beef, my friends. It's your precious gems. It's your GTX Titan. It's your anime bang pillow. Well, don't let folks like me into your house, my friends. You should get Canary. What is that? Well, Canary is a complete home security system in a single device. One thing. That is it. And since launching earlier this year, people across the world have been using Canary to stop burglaries and other serious incidents. All right. Features that I'm supposed to talk through according to this paragraph. Uh, well, it says definitely mention camera. Well, I'm going to mention it because that sounds like an integral part of any home security system. Canary has a 1080p HD camera complete with a wide angle lens, motion detection and night vision. And you can watch your home live at any time. I never understand the police are on the lookout for, and then they splash the still interlaced frame from a black and white CCTV camera where the burglar is apparently just made of artifacts. Be on the lookout for a mess of pixels. Could be mashed potatoes. Could be a Caucasian. Well, none of that here. 1080p HD camera with that wide angle lens. So fit that whole room or that ex-girlfriend all in the frame. Shuts fired, ma! It's got computer vision and smart notifications. That means Canary has algorithms, ones and zeros, that will send you intelligent notifications when something out of the ordinary is happening at home. Someone building an Astroglide slip and slide? Well, that's a pass. Someone reading a book? Alert! None of the ordinary. It's got emergency response. Canary has a 90 decibel siren that's loud enough to scare off intruders. Make me piss myself twice. Canary also pulls in local police and fire department numbers near your home. So if you're traveling, you can quickly get in touch with the right people. All right. You can link up to four Canary devices together in a location so you can protect homes of all sizes. Every room in your manor will be protected. Except the library, because again, if someone reads, then it just it alerts. There's a whole bunch of features here, my friends. Motion activated recording, privacy modes, best-in-class night vision. And what would you expect to pay for this? Well, it sounds like I'm turning my home into Fort Knox. Fuck you. For just $199, you can protect your entire home with Canary. So go to meetcanary.com and use the promo code pointless. Why? Why would I do that, Kevin? You told me about this great thing. I'm going to go over there and put in Earwolf or Nerdist. Well, get bent. The reason you want to use the promo code pointless is that A, well, they're sponsoring this shit, so we should support them because they're supporting us, but B, you're going to get something out of it. You're going to get free overnight shipping. And if, if you want to you know, secure your place, well, chances are you want to do it yesterday. So get that free overnight shipping by go to meetcanary.com. And that's not a canary made of deli meats. It's M-E-E-T. Like you're meeting up. Get to know. Meetcanary.com. M-E-E-T. C-A-N-A-R-Y dot com. Use the promo code pointless and get that free overnight shipping. Secure your itch. It's Canary. It's smart home security. For everyone. It's this weird thing. You know, it's it's really weird, these things that... Because uh, you don't know what they are. You know, you know Robin uh, got me a job on a Snickers commercial. And uh, and I was like, oh, well, now I'm going to hear about this Snickers commercial for the rest of my life. And I didn't, you know, and I just, it was a cash grab. I mean, I mean, it's a great candy bar, I should say. <laughs> the Mars Corporation. You're like, was, it was a payday. Wait, I mean, technically it was a Snickers, Snickers but, but it was delicious. But, you know, and <laughs> like he knew payday. he knew how I felt about the persona. Yeah. So he calls me up and he's like, 
you know, you're, you're going to have to do the, you're going to have to do the voice. Are you okay with that? They're going to make you do the voice. And I was like, dude, for the amount of money Snickers is paying, I will fuck a Snickers bar on camera. <laughs> they can fuck me with a Snickers bar. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was in this unitard cause they had me suspended on this, uh, uh, in the commercial. And, um, and so they had a unitard under my harness so it didn't scratch off my yeah. nipples and, he rapped, and then he comes in, and I'm in this white unitard, and then he calls me back. And I was about 40, 50 pounds heavier. And uh, he, 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 the next day, he's like, why did they have you in a fat suit? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I wasn't in a fat suit. And he, he had a bet with his assistant. He's like, you know, Rebecca, you're right. It wasn't a fat suit. So, uh, yeah, you know, um, I, I, I sometimes talk about him. I sometimes don't talk about him today. I'm cool talking about him i i miss him so i cannot talk about him right i didn't talk about him when when he was around that's why sometimes i feel weird about talking about him now because i feel like like i have had you know i've had all the people that you would think would come to you if this was a guy who was your best friend and I've declined all of that because of uh, interviews, because mm-hmm. I, I, I felt that, that that's why we were friends, because I kept my mouth shut, you know? So, so not that he had that many, you know, bodies in the closet, but that's just our friendship, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I do feel it's necessary to explain how, how he passed away, though. Well, that's what I was going to say, is that I think his passing at the time when people thought it was from depression, it raised yeah. a lot of awareness for the issue, which was phenomenal. Yeah. That it got people talking it was about depression it. Depression or, or drugs or right. career or made a lot of people talk about it. But what I think is very like, important though, is you as a friend, as someone who same. was that close and coming out and going like, no, the guy was the strongest motherfucker. Right yeah. Now. And he, he was a, brave. He would have Kool-Aided right through that brick wall of depression. Yeah, And also the other thing was, uh, yeah. And, and, and look, you know, he, he and I uh, both had a, a, Fair share of many meltdowns, uh, uh, but that's the thing that you know. I, I it's, I've said this before, but this is some folks consider this very dark. But you know, they go, "Do you ever talk to you about suicide?" I'm like, "We're comedians. We talked about suicide for 33 years. You know, occasionally we would talk about something else. Occasionally right. we're like, oh." How's hey, that sandwich? Yeah, no, be like, hey, congrats, you got an Oscar. Yeah, how would you do it? Well, how would you do it? I, I think a car. I think a car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess I'd choke on this Oscar. I guess I'd when, just jam and, it in there. And when I say that, I say that for a reason that he dealt with that stuff, right? And 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 I do, and we did it, and 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 I just, uh, you know, I I'm I. I just want folks to know that that he, you know, besides being hilarious and generous and talented, that that he was courageous. And in this disease, if he hadn't had it, he would still be around. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's my own diagnosis, but you know. Well, I I sincerely appreciate you sharing it, but I think that it's again, it's for the right reasons. It's to it's to paint the proper picture of yeah. a man who was brave yeah. and would still be here from where And the more disease. and the more it gets out there that's great yeah. because uh you know I I, I Him don't... fucking you with a Snickers bar by the uh, way <laughs> would be better than any take... <laughs> any fucking old spice commercial I've ever seen. I love those things, but him just uh, well, jamming Snickers bars into your asshole. You know, but uh and uh, the melty chocolate on the white unitard. I've already the whole thing's yeah, done in my head. Well, and it's uh it also goes in the way it comes out. So, <laughs> I think um I think 
but there's a danger even in this, you know, I, I, as much as I love my friend, I, 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 uh, and I do, or I do, uh, I don't want that to become my identity either. You know? Right. I don't, I, I you know, uh, you know, and I've seen that a little bit too. Like, you know, like you, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that's what it's like, you know, uh, the wacky morning. Can show. I call you Bobcat? Can you do the voice? What's this Robin Williams guy like? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's fun too. It's like, uh, so uh, you met Robin Williams when you did what's crazy, that? you know? And and then you go, yeah, yeah. He, ah, he didn't never really talk to him that much. He stayed to himself in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, you know? he showed up. He read his lines. He He's was a professional, and then he left. He was yeah. professional. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I love that you got to hear him scream obscenities at 12-year-olds on Xbox Live. That's Oh, yeah, man. That's pretty magical. And I would just, like, I had to have it broken down. Like, I go, do they, I go, wait, do they know who you are? He's like, no. I go, and how old are these people? You know, and he, he really would be. It was really funny. It, it was really funny. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, do you have a couple minutes for some questions from Twitch? Who are oh, sure, the folks that are watching live? Alex, if you have some questions, go ahead and get them ready. Uh, I want to ask you one that I heard you mention, and it might be a complete dead end right away, but you said, um, you mentioned sobriety, and you said, which is something I don't talk about. Yeah. Um, as I talked about it. Well, no, but, but you did. I mean, you, you, yes, you did yeah, for cause... half a sentence, but I mean, is there a particular reason? Is it still like a. No, because I mean, I, I don't think uh, it's an achievement if it's, it, you know, it's a decision. And, and, uh, and uh, uh, I, early on as a young man, I never talked about it because uh, I didn't know if it had legs. <laughs> And right. then 34 Guys, years. I'm going to write a book yeah. a year later. How's that book coming? Yeah, like I don't want to. There's somebody <laughs> who had written that book as a very young person. Yeah. And, and now she's selling wine at, from her winery. And I was like, I don't, I, I, I'm not saying hypocrite. I'm just saying maybe your problem when you were a young person wasn't alcohol. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so so I, I was like, I don't know how this is going to play out. I don't want to be a big... And I also never wanted to be a poster child for sobriety. You know, I, I, I you know, I, people go, oh, that guy's a jerk, or that guy's politics I hate, right. or, you know, so, so you know, I don't want to... Listen, you're the rape guy. Don't worry, you've already yeah, got enough know, on your plate. I know, You're the it's, rape guy, well, Barry slash funny is, voice which is guy. like, it's just like, it was... In the movie, he says, you know, I never and I'm never coming back here again. And then I make him do a gauntlet of publicity, except every single day, all day long. <laughs> yeah. But which, again, we should mention, call me lucky. Call me lucky. It's out. Ne- well, if people are watching this live, hey, guys, it's out tomorrow. But for the majority of yeah. people out there, it is yeah. now out on Netflix and, and uh, you can get other out, services, too. People can still get it VOD. Xbox, okay. uh, all, all the normal platforms. It is so I knew nothing about Barry going into it and had, I mean, immense, it's, it's such an understatement to go immense respect for a man, but I truly did for him to be as honest, uh, captivating and present and impactful. The man got shit done. Yeah. The man fundamentally changed things, the rules of the internet and man. the way things are done, like powerful. And then for you as well, again, each and every project that comes out, seeing you explore a new territory with you have such an established foundation of chops, but to watch you put those to use in different genres is so enjoyable. Well, thanks. Um, That's really... what's exciting for me to try different genres. Yeah, I can uh, see that. Uh, I can see that. Uh, I do want you to tell the J.J. Abrams story real quick before we get oh, to the that Twitch we just questions. Yeah, because about... it was so fucking good, but oh. it wasn't on. I mentioned I was giving you a tour of the space. I said that we share the space with Greg Grunberg. Yeah. You had a run-in with J.J. Abrams, which, of course, means Greg Grunberg because yeah, they're he was... basically Siamese twins. So, so I used to direct the Kimmel show, and yeah. they would do episodes where there'd be a guest director. But really, the guest directors would, would 
it would be tonally. It would be comedy bits in their style, and the show would be shot loosely like that. But usually, myself or another director was sitting behind the the guest director, so calling the actual cameras. Yeah, so I'd still be shots. calling the actual yeah. shots, but it would be you know whoever was the guest director. But so when J.J. Abrams came in to be the guest director, he goes, "How do you do this?" I go, "Well." Camera three is a two shot. That's the main thing of a talk show. And I just gave him a quick tutorial of how to direct a, a talk show. And he goes, okay, got it. Yeah. And he directed the show, which was amazing. But he said to me, he goes, do you think we could have like a steady cam that comes in and creeps along really low and it comes across the set and then we find Jimmy? And I go, I, I don't know. You tell me Mission Impossible. And he didn't laugh. <laughs> That's the best And, 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 and uh, I think like there was like this, he was trying. He was having this like sense memory of some Rolodex. Like he was like, well, I remember this feeling, but I haven't. Had <laughs> I haven't it. had it in a while. I don't know what this is. Someone busting my chops to my face. I'm trying to remember what year that was. <laughs> but but but, but uh, Greg laughed. I love that Greg laughed. Yeah, at that he one. laughed yeah. really hard. Of course yeah, he yeah. did. <laughs> you tell and he, me. And he played it. drums that night in the. Oh yeah, he talks the, about that. Yeah, he yeah. talks about that often. Actually, it was really. He fun. loved that moment. Yeah, it was really fun. I love the risks you took, man, when you were directing that. And I love. And actually, you. I think you told this story on the podcast about. About shoot the nose shoot oh the schnoz or yeah whatever. yeah yeah so fucking good but People i need to go back and hear that episode three they need to go back and listen to that story um i don't know if i should tell this one yes that means you is, should but this is the, uh, another exclusive and and uh heaven and, forbid you give it, me an exclusive okay and it, and it and it okay but he could really be mad um so i i went over to jimmy uh kimmel's house before I should, I should tell him this before I. Tell no, the I love that we're already this so, far into it. Okay, I'll, I'll try to. Maybe it's not that bad. So, I went to his house for New Year's, and and he had passed out before New Year's, maybe abibing a little too much. Happens. Or whatever. So, happens. so so he, he loves that box wine. And so now we're all just sitting around looking at each other at his place. So, um, just now when I was moving into the house I live in now, uh, I find these. Uh, film that that I had never developed, so I go to Rite Aid and bring these cameras in. That's how long these have been around for yeah. like ten years. And so the this one roll comes back, and it's like three pictures of me that night at his house, and then everything else is just blank. And I was like, oh, because I I teabagged everything in his kitchen. <laughs> like, I had just gone around and put my balls like. It's like everything. Like his, oh, his, the Vitamix. His, Don't turn it on, but let's plates, go. Yeah. His cup, toasters, his milk, the fridge. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I take him photos of it, and I never told him that. I just, Wait, so Rite Aid censored it? Like yeah, someone, yeah, someone yeah. saw so your balls got on me. everything? Yeah, like, someone's gonna, got my. Those yeah. are in a drawer somewhere. Yeah, they don't even look the same. <laughs> but, well, Facebook has a technology they can age testicles to see what they yeah. would look like in 30 years. I think I need to... I think what I'll do is I'll ask Sal first if it's okay to tell Jimmy. I don't... Uh, or maybe I'll wait till the next time I'm on the show. I think enough time has passed, but yeah, that'd be... I do feel bad. <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah, that's, because... That's pretty good. Because... Uh, Did you throw it on the bread and uh, toss it on some bananas as well? No, I didn't well, put it on no? any food outside see, so the, milk, the milk container, though. I did put my balls in it. <laughs> Sundance director. Take out that trash. Three times, stop sun, put, stop three times Sundance director. <laughs> Teabagging some guy's sugar bowl. Not a euphemism, an actual sugar bowl. Bless your fucking heart, man. 
Thank you for sharing that. All right, Alex, let's do like three Twitch questions and then I'll, I'll set you free. Okie dokie. Uh, Film Fest guy asks, who comedically did you want to work with but never had the chance? Mm. Oh, uh, you, uh, as, a, as a director or as a person? You know, uh, uh, Andy Kaufman. You know, I love Andy Kaufman when I was a kid. So, so, so just working with him would have been, uh, uh, you know, and maybe I would have been disappointed. So, so maybe that, right. that worked. But I never met him. But I did either work or meet a lot of the folks that I looked up to, you know, be it, you know, Bill Murray or, or Steve Martin, folks like that. When you work with those types, do you have that, those butterflies in the tum-tum rattling around going like, holy shit, I'm yeah. on set? Or at that point, are yeah. you ready for it? And it's- no, I think that's, that's fun, you know? It's when, you, when those people show up and you're kind of blasé, then that's kind of, a, that, that's, that's a drag. But yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I I remember recently. I remember this uh, doing a set, and Pryor uh, told me that, you know, which it could have just been being polite, but it was pretty mind blowing to have that. Not a bad pat on the back. You let that one uh, in? No, I just had nope. a, I had a, I had a, I had a. I mean, knock- you heard it, but you didn't let. No, it I in. just said, I just said if, 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 if he could have been lying. Is what I said. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> I fucking let it in, I man. Know, I know, I know. But we remember them, but we're trying to like, I is know. that true? I know. And like sometimes people think you're bragging. You're not bragging. You just want them to say, dude, yeah, that happened. And, and, and it's good. You know? Oh, yeah. oh, okay. It's so fun. Even with my own mother's Facebook reviews of my true TV shows. of like, you're adorable. I'm like, you're kind of legally <laughs> obligated to say that because I'm your child. She's like, no, I really, no, really like the show. And I'm I, like, nah, I don't, I can't I had a, a cinematographer whose dad uh, gave a movie that we made like a, like a three-star review uh, and this was on amazon <laughs> but he gave this ice cooler uh, a five-star review <laughs> verified purchase kept the drinks longer than expected yeah. amazing my son's film tend to do me- meander the, <laughs> after the point was made so that is one i i kind of love that <laughs> the, the i kind of love that got a better review. It's a five you ever written an amazon review or a yelp review or anything no, like that? no i would no. love to watch no. and read your Yelp reviews. Well, Caitlin and I went down a, a Small Wonder uh, rabbit hole, the show Small yeah, Wonder, yeah. and some genius that was called Klons, uh, it was called uh, Kinski's Monkey, uh, had written the best review ever of Small Wonder, where he compared it to the Sistine Chapel and was just saying, you know, that he he really believes that the Terminator and the special effects were stolen from Small Wonder. <laughs> Sure. It was really sure. well written. Yeah. Okay. On Amazon? No, that was, uh, I think that was IMDb. Okay. I, I, we just started watching, or YouTube, we just started watching that show. It's just so crazy. I, I haven't seen know. it in ages. I gotta it's get It's really back to weird, because yeah. the dad's carrying this child in a suitcase, and she's disembodied, and she's a robot, and... And a slave as and well. A, slave. a robot yeah, slave and a, a suitcase. Slave. It's just so creepy, man. It's great. And four seasons. Of if that. she can lift a couch too while vacuuming yeah. with one hand, imagine yeah. what she would do to you during sex, Bobcat. She well, would throw you through the roof. Yeah, but that's the creepy part too. That it's 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 all bad. Small wonder is is is. is, is I was we 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 only there was a service where you could watch Small Wonder and in yes. the corner comment on it live. Well, if only Bobcat. Yes, if only. And Caitlin and I were like, going, okay, we gotta go to bed. One more. <laughs> That's like, fuck Game of Thrones. We're marathoning small wonder. Yeah, we're binge yeah. wonder. All right, Alex, fire away. Let's do another, please. Uh, has there ever been a time where you thought you went too far with God Bless America? Do you feel your message was delivered? Oh, that's funny. Uh, I just thought that today for the first time, I looked at a photo of it. Now, really? 
Well, I just thought out of context that I was like, oh, that's a weird image that I put out in the world. But I, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't ever feel that way in regards to gun violence and things like that because I, 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 I feel that uh, first of all, the stuff we were filming, uh, darkly enough, I said, well, there's going to be worse stuff than this, soon, and there was. So, uh, so. I I don't um I had a minister from North Carolina. It was really strange. He, he blamed inglorious bastards and and God bless America as examples of why uh you know there's so many shootings in America sure. after after a, a recent tragedy. And these shootings are an example of how poorly we treat our mentally ill. That's my take on it. But but um, well, and the the aggrandizing media. Yeah, the fact. I mean, there's no shortage of studies that show that copycats often see the um, accolades that the media gives, the attention to their names and and everything. And yeah, but 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 the point that this minister was saying that 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 was his point was that you know, and I and I and I said, look, if if banning violent works of fiction would prevent violence, then please ban my movie. But you better start with the Bible. <laughs> That's where that went. <laughs> so, oh I meant the media as in news media, by the way, oh, not okay. as in like not movies. Some, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. fuck that. Well, I yeah, exactly. The the um, yeah, it, it is interesting when violent crime is going down. If you have a steady diet of of certain news programs, you actually it just does feed into your paranoia. See, there's a great. I tweeted it out because it was just. I didn't know what to do with it. And so that was my way of, well, I'll just try to share it at least. Maybe that'll raise an ounce of awareness. But there was a CNN anchor tossing to a clip of one of the most recent campus shootings. I don't know which right. one because there's been so there's many so many recently. Many, yeah. And the local PD, like the lieutenant sheriff guy, he's out there and he's like, uh, we know the shooter. We're not going to release his name because we don't want to give him an ounce of attention. Oh, great. Uh, you know, we blah, blah, blah. And they cut off as he's about to start naming <laughs> the victims. And it goes back to the CNN anchor. And she goes like, we can report that the shooter was 21-year-old wow. Dylan yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What, wow. You fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're perpetuating yeah. this. It's mental health. It's the way the media deals with it. And it's, I, I still think it's gun laws. I think yeah. well, you can have gun control. I mean, I don't know if we want to get into this, but let's get into it. You if, can... If, if you know, here's the thing. This every single time it happens. I I can't say every time, but but most of the times, whenever somebody uh, does uh, this kind of thing, they have. You just look back. They always have a history of mental illness that is not addressed, and and you know, and people go, oh, so you we, yeah. When somebody is so scary to the other students that they have to bring a police in when he shows up for class because that's what happened in in, uh, in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, this person should be uh, uh, institutionalized. That's not a bad thing if, you know, well, whatever, so. No, you're right. We, rehabilitation can happen, but they need to be put on that path. And, and um, it's also weird that you, uh, when you talk about guns, how... Uh, uh, the interesting thing about guns is that there's a certain part of our society that doesn't even want you to talk about it. <laughs> That's pretty weird. It's off the table. Yeah. It's like cutting the military budget. Yeah. Maybe just, we can't. Yeah. We and can't. if you do, you're, yeah, you're, you're. I own guns. I own several guns. Right. And you know what? It was too easy for me to get those fucking guns. 
It was. I'm a responsible gun owner. They're right, locked right, up. Right, right, I, was, right, right. I took lessons. I'm very right. responsible. It was too fucking easy. It was harder to get a motorcycle license, which I'm only probably going to kill myself on. Right. You know, and maybe tear the door off someone's Prius. That's the worst I'm going to do with a fucking right. motorcycle. And it was way easier to get a shotgun, a 9mm, and a 45 over the course of a weekend right. than it was motorcycle license that's wrong well i when i and that's in california i thought it was funny when i i uh one year i had a christmas tree and i was like you know it'd be a lot easier just to shoot these bulbs than it would be to put them away (laughs) because it was i was just i was in a dark place uh i went to the the the, uh, i went and got a bb gun (laughs) And they go, what What are you going to use this BB gun for? I go, I'm going to shoot my Christmas tree. And they go, oh. But first of all, I don't know why they're asking me yeah, what I'm that, doing with that, a BB gun. But, but Where were you at? That you were at a Big Five a big or a five. Walmart? Okay, big yeah. Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big indoor BB gun enthusiast. Turns out, excellent shot. Took yeah? Out, yeah, I took out all the bulbs. And then my, my, my girlfriend at the time, she's like, oh, you're crazy. You know, what are you doing? And then she's like, give me that gun. <laughs> <laughs> so we started shooting the tree. Shooting a Christmas tree with a BB gun is, uh, I can't. It's really fun. It's really fun. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, again, Stone yeah. Cold Sober. Guns are too easy to get was my point, and yeah. thank you for reinforcing that. <laughs> thank you for making it for me, Bobcat. Let's do one last question, then we'll ride the promo pony on out of here, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll talk again in another two years. Is there any joke or bit from a fellow comedian that still makes you laugh to this day? Oh, it's got to be plenty. Oh, sh- uh, uh, Derek and Clive. Uh, you know. I don't know Derek. And oh Clive. my God, it's uh, are they the, YouTubers? It, no, it's Viners. It's, it's you can get it on YouTube. It's 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 Dudley Moore and Peter Cook. It's in the mid seventies, and they are just fucking hammered doing these characters that are completely filthy. And uh, oh God, it, it it it's just you stupid cunt. <laughs> It's, they're, it's, they're talking about you who bought this album. <laughs> you stupid fucking cunt. Is it and, a whole album of them just berating? Oh, there's the... albums of it. But no, that's just one track that really okay. makes me laugh. But it just goes on and on. It's insane. Like, there's one track where it's um one of the guys is privy to all the things that that is inside Joan Collins' vagina. And it goes on and on. There's an aircraft just carrier. listing items that are in there. There's a, there's a disco with a pool full of shit. So it's it's this combination of you know these guys are just ad libbing their tits off yeah. and and this love you can hear them just crying with laughter and there's just something it's intoxicating because like as a guy who doesn't drink it's really like the closest to just being hammered but uh, yeah we listened to it on a ride to San Francisco just now just screaming with laughter it, it's Derek and Clive yeah just uh, get in there you know some of the tracks are you're going what is you don't know what they're talking yeah, about but- because it's from the mid seventies and. UK, but man, some of those tracks are hilarious. I want to listen to yeah, them. Derek Call me a stupid cunt for yeah, having yeah, purchased yeah, the album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. There's children's stuff, and you bought this piece of fucking vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid cunt. <laughs> it just goes on. Ah, uh, I'm yeah. sold. I'm sold. It's really funny. Um, Bobcat. Thank you. I'm You're sorry. A I was a little tardy. What are you right. talking about? Uh, it's fine. Okay, it's totally fine. I love sending you the email. Like, hey, just making sure we're good. You're like, yeah, w- w- when, when are we doing this? <laughs> we like, are oh, very 12 good. minutes ago. <laughs> that was very kind of you to roll out, of, roll out of wherever and come here. I don't oh, know if you were you. in a deprivation tank <laughs> or maybe you were, you were getting tossed. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, go. Smack. That story was uh, a new. 
<laughs> it was that recent. It was so fresh. No. <laughs> um, seriously, thank you for coming on Thanks. out. Um, I, I cannot wait to see what the next one is. Thanks. Thanks. I really can't. A- anything we need to... I mean, obviously, Call Me Lucky is out Call on the Netflix Lucky. and all no, the VODs folks, and whatnots, but yeah, people it, can find you on Twitter and Instagram, right? Twitter and Instagram, but but uh, I still do stand-up. But but uh, if folks want to revisit any of the movies that I have, there's World's Greatest Dad and God Bless America, Willow Creek, Sleeping Dogs Lie, which is, I think, on iTunes. That's one people don't ever see. And Windy City Heat, if you want to check out, I know it's on posting on YouTube, which is really insane. So, yeah. I love it. The, and they're all so, as you name those titles, I'm like, they're so fucking different. But they're yeah, all so amazing. Yeah, it shakes the clown, like, too. I love it. Well, yeah. thanks, Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to do the voice before we go? Because we can. <laughs> you cool re- that? Bob? What, what can I call you, want, you Bob? Can we do the voice, Bob? What do you really want me to do? No, I would kidding. do I just, that I, if you wanted me I to. I fucking love you, man. Thanks for coming out. Oh, I appreciate it. Right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, continue to back us. Patreon.com slash The Attack. If you're listening, I'll try to release this Monday so it's hot on the Great. Netflix. I kind of know. Now it's going to shake up the scut. Do you care? No, I don't care. Okay, fantastic. Cool. Uh, Patreon.com slash The Attack. Continue to back us over there. We're having a marathon of Battlefront. Maybe it already happened. I don't know when this is coming out. I'll figure it out. So either you missed it, you asshole, or hey, tune in and we'll all be friends. Uh, Otherwise, kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. Good night, everyone. Did you like it? Did you love it? Oh, please tell me you loved it. It's okay if you didn't love it. You never know. I mean, I hope you did. But I'm, I'm just putting it out into the world, my friends. Spitting ones and zeros across the interwebs, hoping to connect in some way, hoping to brighten a day. And hoping to make a dollar. You know what I mean? It's a hustle. It's a hustle. This episode was brought to you by Canary. Speaking of, a complete home security system in a single device. When Canary detects something out of the ordinary using their crazy hyper algorithms, it sends intelligent notifications with HD videos straight to your phone. Canary puts you in control during an emergency. Through the Canary app, you can watch live footage. You can sound a built-in siren. Whoop, whoop. Or connect with police near your home. So start protecting your home with Canary today for just $199. Go to meetcanary.com. That's M-E-E-T canary.com. It's not a T-bone with wings. And use the promo code pointless to get free overnight shipping. And now I want to take a second for me. Yeah, one for me. Maybe 60 seconds. I don't know. I'm going to let the clock run out. Sound the siren. I ain't leaving the arena because I want to thank you, dear listener. I mean, I don't know if you hung in or if you mashed the 15-second skip or if it just went back to Hollywood Handbook or Improv for Humans or maybe you're recording the next season of Serial. I don't know what's going on in your world, but I do want to thank you because as I sat down and penned an email to my employees slash friends on Turkey Day, when I reached out to the family and hugged my nieces and nephews, I thought about the fact that anyone out there gives a good goddamn to take a second to listen to, indulge, dare I say, support Anything that I do, say, or create on this planet. And I was truly thankful. And I didn't know the best way to communicate that. I I penned a thousand drafts on Twitter and gave up. I tried doing suggestive Instagram snaps. But there's only so much structure I can apply to a photo before I look 80 and just give up on it. There's no amount of filtering that could save this soul. But I just thought I'd say it here. Thank you sincerely for uh, all of the fish over the many years Uh, Likely that the handful of you have chosen to come along with me on this crazy journey. It means the world. Um, And I could not do it without you. If you're listening to this, it sincerely includes you. So thank you. Thank you to everyone who's taken the time to ever subscribe or write a positive review on the iTunes. That helps me out. To follow me on Twitter at Attack. To check out our Twitch stuff. 
to back us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Attack. That's the reason I'm able to do this. And, um... God, I guess that's it, man. Thank you all for the kind words, uh, for the incredible outpouring of support and emotion. I appreciate it. And again, if you have zero currency, I understand, but use that social currency. Tell somebody about a thing. And if you want to keep it a closeted secret that you hear the words I'm saying, I get that as well. But how about you just tweet at me and let me know you're out there so I can thank you in, in kind. I appreciate everybody. Kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. Good night.